Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America. As you will remember, last episode, we left you off with Donna's story, where she shared her experiences of buying her new home, her first home with her husband after moving from New York. Today, we will continue with her story. And uh, you will hear the riveting details of her move from New York further north to colder temperatures. So join us for part two of Donna's story. One of the one of the areas that hit me after living in America for a while is that um, I didn't come here with any bias. I didn't come here with any racial bias against any, any particular group of, you know, individuals. Um, I grew up in a country where our motto is out of many, one people. Yes. We're a rainbow of, of um, ethnicities and we, we just love each other. We get along. Um, and so you come here with that, with that mindset. And, um, I, I never, I never even thought about racism, never thought about it for a minute. I think the first time it really hit me that people just would look at me and make a judgment about who I am without even getting to know me is, um, when my husband and I were, were buying our first home, um, we found out from the realtor Sadly, that uh, because we were going to be the first people of color in our neighborhood, um, we found out from the realtor that the people in our neighborhood, some of the neighbors didn't want us to buy the home. Oh, and not, not because they knew wow. anything about us. They didn't know anything about us. They didn't know just by virtue of the fact that we were people of color um, and and realizing that was very, um, it was very disconcerting. It, it, of course, it hurt. And you, you realize that, wow, I'm excited about this opportunity. I have prepared myself. You know, I, I, I can afford the house that I'm moving into. But just because of who we are, people would make that judgment call. And, of course, um, we had to just figure out how to navigate that. And we still bought the house, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking if I like this place, this is where I'm going to live. 
Um, and um, we've, we've always tried to make sure that we educate our kids to the realities of living in America as people of color. And the conversations that we've had to have with our children because of the fact that they're living in America are not conversations that we would have had if they were living back home. You know, we just didn't have to deal with that level um, of bias. So that was a, that was definitely a challenge. And now I, I think I have gotten accustomed to the realities of living in America as a person of color. I don't own um, people's bias. I think if, if they're biased against me, that's not my problem to own. Um, but I just understand that it is the reality that we have in this country. Um, it's a part of the, the sadness of, um, you know, the American dynamic for people of color. But I'm, I'm hopeful too, I'm optimistic, Simone, that even as we have over the last few years um, seen the ugliness of racism, that we will one day be truly free from it as we raise generations to come. Yes, yes. And that is our hope, as Dr. King says, right? <clears throat> We're celebrating yep. him on Monday. Yeah. Um, as a reminder of, of his dream for our country. So we are taking steps towards it. Um, yep. So um, and we'll continue. So Donna, I, I appreciate you highlighting the fact that you did not um, own other people's biases and prejudices and so forth um, after your experience there in, in Connecticut and buying your first home, because that is so important. Um, I did not have those words for it when I first arrived here, but I think that's exactly what I was doing. I realized, okay, that's your issue. It's not my issue. And I've recognized recently, um, because over the years I, I've asked myself, would, am I, was I better off for not paying attention or am I now better off knowing that I can see this in, in, in so much of a brighter light? I'm aware of it. But, you know, I, I, I find that it actually hampers my progress because mm -hmm. I, I recently was listening to a lot of talk shows about the issues going on in the country. And then I realized I was getting so bombarded with the conversation and it became my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I started internalizing some of those prejudices and biases and trying to hide my light and not being who I was. And I said, no, this, I cannot internalize these things. So um, thank you for like bringing that home for me because uh, it is in fact what you say, you did not own people's prejudices and their biases. So that's the, that's the language, you know, I'm learning as I go through this and, you know, have conversations with people. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, thanks for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. I think it's important to, to have that perspective because if you start to internalize and if you start to allow the venom um, to enter you, then you're going to start to treat people differently. Mm. And then you're going to, you're going to paint this blanket picture um, and, you know, assume that everyone is the same way as maybe one person. Um, and that's not right. That's the same thing that 
is being done that we shouldn't do. So we shouldn't replicate that, uh, that harmful behavior. And I want to be able to have um, meaningful relationships with people from all walks of life, from all ethnicity, all racial backgrounds. And, and the minute that you allow that perspective to become yours, then you're just as guilty as the next person. So I think it's something that I've, I've tried to live out in my life and I've tried to, um, you know, make sure that my daughters understand that as well. And, and God made this beautiful garden of people. And if we can just come to understand that we're so beautiful in the way that he's made us and value each person as an individual, then we'll be just so, so much further ahead of the game, you know? Right. We, and so, so, so much, much richer, so much oh, richer yeah. for that. Cause we all bring, um, uh, so much value, mm-hmm. right. In who we are and in our differences, right. Even though differences can drive us apart, but in those differences, the different perspective and the way we do things, it's, it's such a value too, right. Incredible value, incredible value. And I think that that's something that um, America has um, just such a rich tapestry of people from all over the world. If we can just figure out that that's a strength, it's not a weakness. It's not something, you know, that that we should um, cause it to separate us, but it really should make us stronger. I totally agree. In full agreement with that. Um, so uh, did you have any additional points to share about your, you know, your biggest surprise and adjustments and, and things you had to overcome? Um, I think, I think those, those were the, the, maybe the standout moments. Um, I was, I was kind of surprised to be honest at some of the reactions that I got when I was, when I was first hired in America, my, um, my job was working in, in this big company in, um, in Manhattan. And they were all very struck by the fact that I finished high school at 15, um, you know, and made a, they made such a big deal about the fact that I was going into college at an early age. Um, and I was thinking that's really not such a big deal because all of my classmates and I were graduating around the same age. So um, it, was, it was sort of a surprise to see even to come from another country to, to this country, even the, even the difference in the expected age of graduation from high school, you know, so the expected age of graduation from high school in Jamaica is a lot younger than here in America. Um, but we, um, you know, we have so much, so much that we have gained, even in that short period of time, that I don't even think that the age that we were on the on the calendar was really significant because we had lived experiences that we could share. But no, I think those were some of the, the challenges and some of the opportunities. Opportunities are amazing. So I know you're focused on the challenges and things that we had to overcome, but this experience of coming to America it's exposed, exposed me to so many opportunities. For example, I told you that I started out majoring in psychology. Um, I just thought that was the way to go. But I had an opportunity to work in a company and I was exposed to technology. And when I was exposed to technology, I thought it was, it was amazing. 
you know, and maybe if I hadn't had that chance to be exposed, I would not have switched my major and made that my life's career. So um, I'm grateful that I had a chance to sample tech because in sampling tech, I then built um, a whole career around tech and then eventually came over into academia where I teach tech. So it's a, it's a place where certainly you have to navigate some obstacles and challenges, but let's not take away from the fact that it's also a land of awesome, incredible opportunities as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. I do have an upcoming episode um, where I will share further about the opportunities that I have experienced here and the lovely people that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just spoke freely uh, on the surface in my episode one about some of the challenges that I came across, um, but I will share expanding more on the uh, vast, uh, you know, I call it a field of diamonds is what I see really when I, and, and no matter, I've been here now for 20 something years. And I tell you every day I wake up, I just see opportunity everywhere. Acres of diamonds, I tell you, um, constantly. So mm-hmm. I second that absolutely. And I, and I hope our listeners do get one of the point of this show is talking about opportunities, successes and, um, and so forth and, and the value of being able to achieve your American dream. I, I do recognize that in other places around the world, you may have a dream, but you may not be able to find the path or the ways to get to that dream. And so many have been able to come here in America, in the United States, and get mm-hmm. to whatever dream of actualizing their dream, right? So Absolutely. definitely underlining that. Can you share, so you, so you went from being exposed to tech, working in tech, going in academia, and then starting uh, an amazing uh, project that's just become such great value to the community called Steam Train. Can you go ahead and share with us a little bit more about that and where things are at the moment? Absolutely. Um, so Steam Train is a nonprofit that um, started in 2017 out of a sabbatical leave project. Um, I had been managing the IT degrees at my community college for several years. And in 2016, I had to write um, a report. And in the report, you know, they had me submit data showing how many students had earned degrees over the years. And in, in, in the data, it was evident that we were not really seeing um, candidates who look like me. So black females were not being attracted to my IT IT majors. We had significant success in students gaining um, degrees and going out to work. But over the history of the degree, even before I took it on, um, we had only graduated one African-American female in that whole time. Well, that was a little disconcerting. And um, I know that we, you know, the the college is in a diverse community and yet we were not seeing a lot of diversity in this degree that had the keys to open so many doors of opportunity. And um, I, I was eligible for a sabbatical leave and I wanted to make the focus of my leave a project to go into the community and to see if I can 
drum up interest and raise a culture of STEM, not just for tech, not just for the tech piece, but in the science, technology, engineering, and math, and see if I can get um, people of color and women to be interested in these areas. And I went ahead and I submitted a proposal that was approved by my college. And I took a sabbatical leave for six months. And during that six months, six month time frame, I piloted several different programs in the community to um, reach various ages. I first did a camp that was for children and I introduced children in the community to STEM. We made the camp 100% free and exposed kids to everything from programming to robotics, um, to scientific experiments, et cetera, just to jumpstart their interest in these um, disciplines. We also did a program for teenagers where we taught them how to make mobile apps for the iOS platform. And we got students thinking about, mm, maybe I could do computers um, as a major in college because we wanted to make sure that we grabbed the high school age. And again, we made it free and it was primarily attended by students of color. And then we did a third program and that was a workforce development program. And that one, we specifically wanted to get um, adults who were either unemployed or underemployed, um, some skills that would transition them to work. I, I, I partnered with an employer who needed some skills in web development and we trained in web development. By the time that program was finished, one of our top graduates, who was an African-American single mom, she was hired by the, um, the employer who partnered with us. So after doing that program, in terms of um, just piloting various initiatives, we realized that we could be making a difference. We, as um, STEM professionals of color, could go back into the community and give back from our lived experience some um, introduction, some knowledge to those who may not be thinking about these areas so that they could then say, you know what, maybe I'll try this, or, or I don't really see a whole lot of people who look like me, but I'm seeing, you know, Donna, and I'm seeing um, this other person, and now I'm thinking that maybe I can give it a try. So that's what was the birthing of Steam Train. And after going back to work after the end of my sabbatical, we continued to do the work. And instead of just being a little initiative, we, are, we actually formalized ourselves into a, a nonprofit. We incorporated, we started to pursue funding through grants. Um, we started to just expand. We have partnerships now with entities like Google. We're partnered with Microsoft. We do work in conjunction with some school districts in our, in our state, in our city. And um, we're just so fortunate to be, to be the catalyst, right, for young people to see the possibilities of STEM and especially um, underrepresented um, populations. So that's, that's kind of the synopsis of what STEAM Train is all about. Very good, very good. And um, so I, I, in our previous conversation, I think, yeah, you know, it's becoming... Uh, you know, much more of a big deal and you're looking towards transitioning. Is that, is that right? Is that still happening? Yes. So when you say transitioning, you're talking about the big R word. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's no secret. Yes. 
So um, after working at the community college for 25 years, I will be retiring at the end of this semester. And um, when I retire from teaching, I'm not going to be, you know, hanging up, hanging up my, um, my shingles and saying it's, it's done. I'm actually going to simply transition to being more involved in the community through STEAM training and through our various partnerships to continue to educate in the areas of STEM and STEAM. Right, right. Very good. Very good. Can you share, share with us um, some of the companies that you've collaborated with through the time you've started STEAM Train and up until now and, and maybe future opportunities in case there are others or people who are listening and might want to reach out to you and share with them your how to find you online? Absolutely. So, um, you know, STEAM Train, as I, as I mentioned, we, we do various types of programs. When we do workforce development programs, we train um, our participants in specific skill areas. Right now, we're focused on skilling them in tech. And because we're skilling them in tech, we also need to be able to partner with tech companies that will then take them as apprentices, give them a, a chance to sample the workplace, and even after it's done, they may even find their, their, themselves being hired. Um, we have wonderful partners in, in the, in the um, employment space. We have a company in, in, our, in our neighboring town called Global Help Desk Services, and they partner with us in our workforce development. We partner with another company called Desian, and they take our, our students when we're done. We're also partnered with entities in the educational space. We've done work with Wesleyan University. We've done work with Middlesex Community College. We've done work with the Middletown Public School Districts. Um, we are in partnership, as I mentioned earlier, with Microsoft. When Microsoft had a, a particular grant called Skills for Employability Grant, um, they were looking for African-American-led um, nonprofits who were giving training or offering training to people so that they can access digital jobs. Um, there were 1,300 nonprofits who applied for this partnership and Microsoft chose 50. And of the 50, Steam Train was the only one that they selected from the state of Connecticut. So I feel very blessed to be in a partnership with Microsoft and um, they've been a tremendous support. More, most recently, we got into a partnership with a, a program called Grow with Google and Google offers training in a variety of skills. And because of this partnership, they're making resources available to us so that we can offer it to our, our participants. We also partnered with a company out of New York called Onquark. Onquark was looking to hire um, women of color, specifically women of color for tech positions. And we were able to refer to them um, some candidates who were then um, taken through a boot camp program and offered full-time positions and they, they're working there today. So we've been incredibly blessed. It's, it's a growing mission. It's one that we are 100% invested in and we want to use our experience to help the next generation to, to, um, to better themselves by gain, gaining skills. So if anybody's interested in learning more about STEAM Train, we're on the web, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You can simply go to our website and it will branch you into the various um, connections. And our website is steamtraininc.org. 
steamtrainink.org. So steamtraininc.org. Very good. You're doing some awesome things. And I, I can't wait to hear like what you do in the future when you can fully uh, <laughs> put your time, dedicate your time and attention to this after you retire. I look forward to hearing the great things that you'll be doing in the community. I'm looking forward to it, but I must say, I don't do this work alone. We have an incredible staff that works along with me. Um, in addition to that, I have a board of directors that offers um, thought leadership. I have people who, who volunteer their time when we have special programs. So um, I feel incredibly blessed to have such, such a network of support around our mission. Very good. And that's how it should be, right? Absolutely. It's a community. It's it takes a, community. a village. Mm-hmm. Right, it takes a village. Do you, do you have any advice that you would like to leave uh, with our listeners, new residents, people who might be looking um, to better understand the American culture, American, uh, uh, I like to call it space, and, you know, where we live and, and our own communities that we deal with? Any advice that you'd like to pass along to people who are listening? I would, I would just like to say that, you know, I believe that God has made us very resilient. We're resilient people. And we can make adjustments and we can adapt to environments, even if we didn't think we had it in us. Um, I think if we allow ourselves to embrace the, the world, the new world that we find ourselves in, seek to learn and to value every experience, seek to um, not look for the negatives. Negatives are going to be there. Don't look for them. Look for the things that you can pull out that are positive, even out of negative experiences. What can you learn that's positive? Um, Allow yourself to, to think about how you can make your mark in America and make it the place that's even better than what you what you found. Um, you know, we should always seek to make <clears throat> make an impact in a positive way in, in any space that we find ourselves. So I would say to those who are new to America, I know you, you may feel like you're in this strange land, but I think home is where the heart is. You know, look look to make new memories, make new traditions, create new pathways. Um, make new friends, you know, seek to, seek to connect in meaningful ways. I'm grateful that I, I was able to connect to a community of faith. I'm so grateful for my church family that, that, you know, in Connecticut, I don't have any relatives except for my immediate family, but I have such a wonderful group of, of individuals that I know through my church or, you know, through work and other things of, of that nature. So I would say, Embrace it, and you may just find that this is a really wonderful um, place for you to grow as an individual and for you to grow with your family and friends. Very well said. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. So again, we'd like to remind you, if you'd like to um, check out um, Donna's uh, organization, 
anyone looking for opportunities or to find out information about getting connected with the organization, it's uh, steamtraininc.org, steamtraininc.org. So we thank you, Donna, for joining us today on the podcast and for sharing your light and your encouragement. We appreciate hearing your immigrant American story. Thank you so much for having me, Simone, and I wish you all the best in this endeavor. Thank you very much, and we welcome you back. And, um, you know, at any point when there's, you know, amazing updates or anything that you'd like to share, we welcome you back to share to the wider community in uh, reaching others who may not know about what's going on, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Tune in next week for another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not already done so, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends family, and circle of influence. Thank you for listening. Walk good and stay healthy. Talk soon.